Bush and Richie coming at you with another Daily Takeaway podcast. Can I just say at the very start of this, uh, obviously my voice is back. Yes. Friday show was a disgrace. That's Welcome a leave. back your voice. I was, uh, thank you so much. I, I'm welcoming my voice back because up until about 12 hours ago, I still couldn't speak properly. So I was, I was intermittently in on Friday's show. I had to lie down for a little bit in our, yeah. in our, in our green room. I remember we, we resurrected you for the Razorlight session at six. God knows what Johnny Burrell and Razorlight thought of me barking at them. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that I did Muttley. notice. They did not want to share a microphone with you. Didn't they? Didn't did they at no, all? They did not. I was like, I'm glad about your new album. <laughs> Sausages. But can I just say a big thank you to our a colleague here at Absolute Radio, the lovely Danielle Perry from the Evening Show. She messaged me, said, I heard that your voice isn't very good. I think she said something along the lines of I've actually heard your voice. Doesn't sound very good. <laughs> and she's recommended to get a thing called a Diflam spray. Tell me about this. Look at this. I'll get it here in a minute. No Wait. money has exchanged hands. This is a just genuine. Should we start doing feedback? pharmaceuticals I'd at the start of the podcast? I reckon there's money in pharmaceutics. Uh, uh, Bush and Richie here, we, rec- we recommend Xenocadol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, look. It's just like, you know, wow, what a nozzle. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> one of those sprays that you get to go down the back of your throat. I remember having one of these when I was on holiday in Tenerife and I had yet another sore throat. How far do you have to stick that in? It's quite far. It goes quite far in your, in your mouth. Can you do it for now? Have a little go. Do it for you now. Okay. Give it a little shake. Prime it, apparently. Accidentally went in my well, you face. Barely stuck that in. <laughs> One second, here we go. I've been deflammed. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. All right, there, Eddie the Eagle Edwards. I think we need to talk about them <laughs> booties you're wearing. I, I, I bent down to just do my shoelaces that were in the tail end of the ad break, and I was presented with this incredible uh, <laughs> pair of ski boots that Richie's wearing, almost got to his knees. <laughs> I, I'm going to call it Shackleton chic. <laughs> it's practical. For, there must be other people who have made their fought their way out of the house today into their place of work in clothing that they would not normally choose to wear out in public. How bad did you think it was going to be? It looks like you prepared for like I don't know, maybe trapped for a week. Or something. Do you want to put some? Uh, you know, squash rackets on the bottom of those bad boys. It's not how bad I thought it was going to be. It's how bad it was. Uh, it, honestly, so the dump at home was absolutely massive. It's not like measuring in inches. I could put my fist right into it. It is so deep at home. But the, uh, the just to try and convey how high these boots go up, you've got more little, you know, the eye things that you stitch up laces? Yeah. You've got more of them in there than the Ultimate Warrior, the wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Tell you, I, I, what's the... What make are they? I'm just looking. Hold on. Scarpa. Oh, Scarpa. There's, there's a Freudian slip. <laughs> Scarping around. I've never seen you wear that coat before. Actually, to be to be fair, full disclosure, I'm taking the mickey out of you. I'm about to wear me, uh, you know, this, the coat I bought for walking Hadrian's Wall? Yes. Normally wouldn't wear that in a million years. Because I look like a geography teacher. It's so warm, though. Why would you want to risk looking like a city you-know-what that Katie yes. calls me sometimes when I wear inappropriate coats on cold days? All right, so let's, let's all, let's all go in on this. We'll just have a little bit of a cold weather uh, fashion chat. Yeah. Uh, whilst both of us are, uh, uh, you know, putting the cards on the table. Amn- it's an amnesty. If you're, wearing, if you're wearing something like this, you, you wouldn't normally, we wouldn't normally wear this, would we? We would years. not. Tonight's Home Time Show is only 16 minutes old, but we've already had a dramatic development. <laughs> uh, the, an email has come in, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. The title, Block Capital Scarpa. Yes. Same name as your boots you're wearing. Yes. Your, your s- snow booties. With about 20 eyelets up to my knees. More eyelets than the Ultimate Warrior wrestler. <laughs> Alan Faramond has got in touch on email and he says, Hi, from the UK distributor for Scarpa Boots, can we just say we've always got Absolute Radio main station on all day? 
get in there. Well, who'd have thunk it? So these boots that I'm wearing are more notable than you might have thought. Is that an official retraction from you there? Yeah, it's all right. Fair enough. And I'm just going to go and find out what the name is of me cagoule. <laughs> See if we get any traction. I want to know the brand name. I'm going to get the brand name um, for you. Tweet here. Someone here saying, I've got my thermal long johns on underneath my trousers, but I'm in the office. If you are out and about wow. wearing stuff that you would normally ever wear to work because of the weather, we want to hear I about it. I love that it. whole long... I've never worn long johns before, but I like the idea of having that under there because it's almost like... You can have like a bra... It's like having a bra on. No one even knows. I did once wear long johns the only time ever in my life for two days when went and visited Lapland. Unbelievable cold. Yeah. And they're fantastic. I bet they are. Yeah. I mean, I've heard rumors, there's rumours of builders, I mean, we talked about this before on the show, builders with tights yes. underneath jeans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything to keep warm, keep that little edge. And I'm not, you know, I mean, the edge. <laughs> and I don't mean the bloke from you too. <laughs> Do we have any update on the uh, the fashion of your, your jacket there? So I'm wearing my super warm jacket that I bought to walk Hadrian's Wall, because normally I wouldn't wear this. Uh, it's by Nevica. Nevica. And I'll tell you what's interesting about it, right? Mm-hmm. And this makes me realise that it's, I've accidentally bought a ski jacket, never been skiing in my life. Uh, I reached into the inside pocket, and there's a thing to dry your glasses on a bit of string. But that's handy for you. Why would you need that if you're skiing? Uh, well, your goggles, because you have to wear goggles when oh, you're skiing, yeah. I've watched people constantly just stopping and thinking, <laughs> rubbing their glasses and filling their pipes up, do you know what I mean? If you are out and about uh, in clothing that you would never normally wear in public, but because of the snow, you have to, uh, let us know. Tell us what you're wearing. What's your winter fashion, uh, Tony? I am wearing thermal long johns. Over the top of two pairs of tights, pretending they are leggings. Oh, my word. Long johns on top of tights? I mean, I don't know the technical term, but what kind of denure are you rocking there with the tights? <laughs> I'm probably about 180 at this rate. 180? That's madness. That's madness. Wow. So if you go into a hot area, you're going to... You could keel over. I might, I might, yeah. It could be a good weight loss tactic, who knows? Well, you're well prepared then if you if you keep thermal long johns in the wardrobe. Well, we're going on holiday as a family to Austria in January, so I bought some thermal long johns for the children. So the ones I'm actually wearing belong to my 13-year-old son. This gets more and more confusing. <laughs> oh, my words. Yet more sketchy behaviour from the home-time listeners in the cold. <laughs> about that. Stay safe and let's all pray and hope and pray that you don't need to go for a wee between now and five o'clock. Exactly. And thanks for the great music, guys. Love the station. Always listening. Oh, God bless you. We love you too. Take care. Thanks. Very good, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I think it's wrong for us to say that it is all uh, people who've commuted in because there's quite a few people who work from home who are cold at the moment mm-hmm. and wearing unusual stuff. Pammy in Glasgow says, guys, I'm bringing back leg warmers. They're a godsend. Heating my wee legs whilst working from home and high fashion trend when they're out and about pulled right up to the knees. I care not a jot I'm warm love this very 80s uh, Steve tell us what you're wearing please your winter fashion well I've been mostly wearing my sorrel snow boots from Canada and uh, a, a mammoth top which is like um, well my friend described it like a green bomb disposal top because it Amazing. just looks so technical so I'm getting um, um, big Fargo my... the movie Fargo vibes yes. from you uh, today that's it yeah, yeah and I've got my Fortis bobble hat on as well um, and I've been out checking the bees today and it's been, yeah, snug as a bug in a rug. OK, so hang on one second, one second. So we've, we've, we've got the fashion rundown, but what are you out actually doing, Stephen? Checking my bees, uh, making sure they've got enough food and putting slabs of fondant on as a, an early Christmas present for them. Oh, my, I'd love to be a bee. What, getting fondant? <laughs> getting people giving you fondant when you're cold? That's amazing. Yeah, it's like, it's like the stuff you get on a nice bun. Yeah, I know, that'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, come feed me that in slabs, Stephen. And so I'd love 
I'd love to see it. Yeah. Are you a bee farmer then? I am. Yes. Oh yes. wow. So my, my my father-in-law was involved in the in the beekeeping industry for a little while, and he was. Uh, they, they've got incredible technology now. You can tell what the, the the temperature is in the hive and all that kind of stuff. Is that right? You can. Yeah. I, I, I'm not that scientific with mine. I kind of. Yeah, I guess basically, but uh, yeah. go out there in a bubble out and see what happens. Feed them a bit of fondant and see what happens. So, do, do you make honey then, or something, Stephen? Or what do you do? Like, do, do the bees go to sort of like a, a like a, a an auction or whatever? What do you what do you do? Well, I, I sense you need an education in, in in biology because I don't make the honey that the bees do. But um... <laughs> yeah, but they can't put it in jam jars, can they? <laughs> They can't, but you can eat it from the comb if you want. Oh. He's very uh, he's very shady about his whole hive operation, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> you know, not, not willing to give well, over that yeah. many details. What's in the fondant? No, yeah. no, no, it's a secret society. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. No secret that our show friends are Tesco Mobile. It's all about helpfulness uh, for them this Christmas. Uh, they've been helpful all year to us. Got us out to La Rochelle, didn't they, to do our big trickle-or trip? I'll be forever ever thankful to yeah. them for that. <laughs> Me too. I didn't want to come back. Uh, they're all about helpfulness this Christmas. Spend less uh, this Christmas on your phone with club card prices on Tesco mobile deals. Extra savings on your phone means more on your plate or under the tree this Christmas. And that's why we've come up with a little daily feature this week that we're going to call Help. See what we've done there? Basically, we know what you like. You guys are an incredible goldmine of information. We're going to ask for your input, your expertise. You never let us down. Uh, tonight's request for help comes from a hometown listener called Amanda. She's emailed us. She says, Dear Bush and Richie, my amazing 81-year-old Nana has told me that this Christmas she doesn't want anything as she has everything she needs. She would rather have an experience as a gift. She says, So I need your help. What experience could I send an octogenarian on? All suggestions welcome. All the best, Amanda. We'll try and help help out for you. I mean, have you ever seen any videos of um, older people when they've done virtual reality for the first time? No, I haven't. I'd absolutely love <laughs> I'd love to see a nano in an Oculus Rift. <laughs> Headset. Do you know what? I know it's not exactly a new idea, but I, I, I would, I'd say a murder mystery. Oh, really? You've, you've got you've got over 80 years of life experience. They've seen it all. They you know they know when they're suspicious about that kind of stuff. It could be a good big sort of family family evening out, that kind of thing, and I bet the Nana gets it right. Well, loads of people always, you know, older people love going on, on old trains and stuff, don't they, down to Dartmouth? Not just old people, thank you very much. Well, yeah, yeah, yourself as well. But also, I mean, you know, live down in Torquay. Lots of people go down there for their yeah. kind of like... Those big parties that they have in houses and yeah. hotels. Murder mystery would be perfect for that. Exactly. Sounds a bit keys in the bowl, but I mean a legit murder mystery. So if you've got an idea, get in touch with us. Help yeah. this evening. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Amanda's Nana could be doing it. Linda says, what about an acrobatic flight experience? A loop and a barrel roll for the win. <laughs> right, this, this feature's called help, but we don't mean, like, screaming for help. <laughs> we just need your input, your expertise. You don't let us down here on the Home Time Show. What experience could you send an oct- octogen... Oh. <laughs> oct- I'm going to struggle with that. I'm going to oct- say 80 year old. It's a ridiculous word. Sounds like a spell. A driving experience where the lady is driven round by a pro driver. Didn't you do that and you out terrible, like, dizziness? Now, that was when I was training to be a co-driver on, like, a like cross-country rally, rally kind of thing. thing. That's yeah, yeah. The, I don't think we're putting Amanda's nan through that. Well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, but round a racetrack, I reckon I could do. OK, well, that'd be all right. You're off in the driver, are you? <laughs> well, you're just bringing up experiences <laughs> where, where I vomited and pulled out of 
something before. And that's unfair. That's not help. That is not helping. <laughs> so, look, we're after something nice. What else have we got in here? Someone suggested a wing walk. Please, keep these above board. <laughs> Take Gran to an ultrasound scan. We, d- we did that and it blew her mind. Obviously, it depends on the situation and who's pregnant. You shouldn't turn up at a random scan. They turn their noses up like that. They frown on it, don't they, if you just turn Not up? Not the done thing, uh, no. Sarah says, uh, Magic Mike tour, definitely an experience. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Uh, Kate is hanging on, convinced she's got a great idea. Right, what is it? Oh, I was saying, cos my nan did it, a skydive. Oh, my um, Wow. Because you can do them out... Well, I did one when I went travelling. I was in New Zealand. Um, I did a skydive and I inspired my nan to do one. Yeah, when I came back, I told her all about it and she saw my photos. And she actually did, like, an indoor one. You can do them indoors. Oh, I've seen those places. They look absolutely incredible, like a massive turbine underneath. Oh, I thought you were just jumping off the top of a leisure centre. No. 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 So I had to look after her, didn't I? I couldn't check her off a building or anything. (laughs) Tell us about... Have you got a good Welsh nana, then? Tell us about her. Yeah, well, her name's Bronwyn. Great name. Um, yeah, Bronwyn Davis, and, um, well, she's not with us now anymore, but, yeah, when she was with us, she did it, so it was about four years ago, and it was on her bucket list, and she was a bit of a crazy nana, like, she would just be up for anything, and oh. she was so did it, just to be like me as well, it was lush. So, Katie, how, how old was Bronwyn when she did the skydive? She was... Uh, 82. Wow. Well, we, I guess when you get to that age, you think you've seen everything, but I bet that would have blown her mind, wouldn't it, doing that? Oh, yeah, she absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And she was a bit of a daredevil anyway. Like, she had a little Ford KA at the time, and <laughs> she thought she was amazing bombing around in that, picking me up from the pub and all of that, yeah. God bless her. Sounds like an amazing woman. Do you know what, Katie? Uh, you, she sounds like a character. You've been very, very helpful. We'd love to give you some uh, a timely gift, thanks to Tesco Mobile. So we would love to give you a £1,000, Katie. Oh, my God. Are you serious? 100%. What an amazing story. Brilliant to hear about you and your nan. Oh, oh my God. I'm shaking. Thank you so much. I can't believe that. That's all right. Hopefully it helps you out this Christmas as well. You know what? She was an absolute legend and she would absolutely love to be mentioned on the radio. So I'm sure she's listening in. I'm crying now. Oh, Oh God God. bless you. And if she's up there listening, what would be her tipple of choice over Christmas, do you think, Bronwyn? Oh, she loved the Baileys, yeah. She was Baileys all the way at Christmas. Amazing. Amazing. Lovely to speak to you. Take care. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Some brilliant suggestions coming in, to be fair. Uh, Tracy says, I bet Nana would smash an escape room. All that skill, knowledge and Nana Nouse. I feel like she's just nicked the idea that I came up with of the murder mystery idea. Is yeah, she's, you're not trying to get out of the murder mystery <laughs> thing, though, would you, I guess? Or maybe you would do after 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, Kelly says uh, she'd love a helicopter ride over the place she used to live, her hometown or old house. Something nostalgic. That's quite a nice idea. Wouldn't get me in a helicopter in a million years. I don't think I'd be queuing up, no. Yeah, exactly. But we ain't going, are we? It's a Nana. <laughs> That's true. Uh, word of the night has been octogenarian. Uh, we're helping out Amanda's 81-year-old Nana, who's told Amanda uh, that she doesn't want a thing for Christmas. She'd rather like an experience, because she's got too many things. She's got everything she could possibly ever want. Uh, so what suggestions can we have as an experience for Amanda's Nan? Uh, so we've got Laura on the line, who's excitedly saying that she has a great idea. Laura, tell us about it. Wow, do you know what? We've done it before. It's amazing. You know 40 Towers? Yeah. I remember it well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great fun, because obviously... You get all the actual actors. What is, what is it then? Uh, give us the idea of what it is, though. Um, it's a dinner out, obviously. 
so it's everything goes wrong during the dinner time <laughs> as you can imagine like like the old program 40 towers and what i thought amanda could do is you know maybe as a, she, she could kind of be one of the waitresses as a surprise Oh, right. OK, so we're piecing we're getting our own little murder mystery going on during <laughs> yes. this call. So, uh, but there's no murder. It's just, like, calamities. It's just, calamities. like, dropping things. <laughs> so what you, you get, is it like a Faulty Towers experience? Is that what you're suggesting? Well, yes, but you have a three-course dinner, obviously, right. and and what happens is everything sort of goes wrong, if you see what I mean. But it doesn't go... They have It's such good fun, you would not believe it. So, Amanda, thought, is this actually an organised thing, or are you suggesting that Amanda's family all play the roles of various Faulty Towers... <laughs> <laughs> characters and do this at home. No, not quite like that. Yes, it is organised, but I thought Amanda yeah. could kind of come in, come into the situation and actually sort of be one of the waitresses. And can you imagine? Can you imagine the old lady? Her when she sees Amanda there, it would just <laughs> be amazing. I could just imagine the owner of the hotel walking around with his head in a bandage, saying, "Don't mention the war," and goose stepping and stuff like that as well. Oh, it would be... Oh, it's just... It would be just so fun for her. It's a great idea. We love we it. We love it. You've been very helpful. Laura, we would love to give you a gift, thanks to Tesco Mobile at Christmas. We want to send you £1,000. Woo! You're joking, really? Yes, even though we all had to put the idea together because you told us the end, <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh, well, I think I'll be going to 40 Towers again because it was such good fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your amazing suggestions tonight on the show. Amanda is absolutely made up. Uh, help returns tomorrow on Home Time just after five. This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. It's time for our little feature, which has become a festive regular on the Christmas circuit. It is indeed the Home Time 12 Daves of Christmas, a kind of tour of the United Kingdom, looking at different Daves and hearing them sing. And we've got a beauty for you today. Let's find out who it is. Who's this? It's Dave from Leeds. Hey, yes. Dave from Leeds. How are you, Dave? I'm fine. Tell us a bit about yourself, Dave. It's a very cold day today. How old are you? Where are you? What do you do? What's going on? I'm 73. I listen to Absolute Radio all day. Good lad. And uh, today I'm doing nothing because it's too cold to go out. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> so, uh, do you, do, which of the Absolute Radio stations do you go for then, Dave? Are you an Absolute Radio 60s man or what's, what's your choice? What's your tipple? My favourite is the 80s. Good man. What kind of era what were you doing in the 80s then, Dave? Thinking back to early Dave? Bringing up my family. <laughs> right, what job were you doing? At the time, I was an electrician underground. Underground electrician. Underground electrician caused a little bit of intrigue about that, isn't it? Yeah, what was all that about? Yeah, I was a miner, coal miner. Oh, Oh, wow. My other half's family up in Northumberland uh, were in in the mining thing. They they always... uh, My my, uh, other half, Katie's uncle, keeps bringing out these photos of what it was like being in the mine. And if you're claustrophobic, it doesn't look like good fun, that's for sure. No, definitely not. (laughs) Well, Dave, look, one of my favourite films is Brassed Off, um, and that suggests to me that the miners are a very musical lot. Yes. Uh, would you say you are going to uh, dazzle us with your musical skills? Uh, I doubt it. I'm tone deaf. <laughs> okay. This is going to be interesting. Uh, Dave, before we get going with the singing, it's a cold day today. Like we said, do you want to kind of uh, warm up your vocal cords with a do, re, mi, fa, so, that kind of thing? Yeah, can do, yeah. Give us a little do, re, mi, whatever it is. <laughs> Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. Oh, he's, right. he's mad for it yeah. now. <laughs> I'm not holding out much. Right, Dave. <laughs> we can't wait. Good luck. Here we go. On the 
the third day of Christmas my true love gave to me. Day from Lee, day from Southampton, and day from Sheffield. Hey! Well, oh, fantastic. Well done, Dave. Uh, Dave, what a treat talking to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Dave, you're awesome. Thank you very much. If you want to be one of our Daves of Christmas, email us now. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. This is The Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. We're slightly losing it. It's Absolute Radio. I tell you who's losing it a little bit is my friend Alex from Leon C, uh, who had a bit of a nightmare early on. Let me explain. High drama before the show started. So, as you know, I'm currently writing a Happy Mondays documentary. Yes. Uh, which is going to be out just before Christmas I'm getting there writing it and my boss Paul keeps sending me emails so I'll get there <laughs> but I'm having to listen to a load of Happy Monday stuff which is great to pick the songs Yeah. Uh, so I was walking down the hill as you do storming down to the train station headphones on full blast listening to the Happy Mondays album Bummed yeah. as I was heading to Leon C train station and I noticed a black car in my field of view but going backwards down right. the hill I was like what's this guy doing and I thought oh maybe he's reversing into a parking space but I went another 40 or 50 feet and he was still going backwards <laughs> I was like what's going on so I looked to my left and it's Alex who is trying to get my attention driving backwards to try and say hello to me yeah. with his window wound down you with your headphones on me with the headphones on storming down to the train station and just as he said oh sorry mate I've been trying to get a hold of you he reversed and smashed into a street lamp no so he reversed about I don't know 25 feet into a street lamp and I just thought that's a nightmare I, I, I'm going to be honest now and say I don't think in my life I've ever reversed into anything have no. you reversed into something no me neither never reversed into something that's uh, quite a good record isn't it <laughs> yeah I'd like to think so, yeah. Well, this is it. So, look, I feel bad for Alex. He was just trying to get my attention. I was listening to music too loud. But if you've had a situation where you've reversed into anything, could be in a car, you might have been on the forklift in the factory. Get in touch with us tonight on Home Time. I did say earlier how I never reversed into anything. Yeah, there, I, I, that is, that's amazing. Well there done. Is, there is a rule that I follow. I only ever park on top floors of multi-stories these days because I just can't be bothered to look for spaces. I, I would say that's that's parking bottling, isn't it? No, no, it's not. It's not. I wouldn't have had you down, is that? They're, they're empty, so you find so many spaces where there's nothing either side. Just, just park. So if you, sometimes if you're in like a one-way street and you're doing a bit of like parallel parking and you get a load of cars behind you, do you, do you panic and go? Oh no, straight in, slip it straight in. Are you sure? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I, don't, I never panic. Are you sure? Yes. Shelley says, uh, I reversed into my friend's Bentley in my Kia. Ouch. Also a skip and one of the other mum's cars at my daughter's singing class. Needless to say, my daughter doesn't go singing anymore. A serial offender. Yeah. Uh, Emma says, a bin lorry when I worked at a refuse depot. After all, it is really difficult to see a 20-tonne bright green dust car in your rearview mirror. We applaud your honesty. If you reversed into something, tell us about it on Home Time tonight. Frank says, years ago, when I was a coach driver, I was visiting Stonehenge and I reversed <laughs> into the end coach bay and lined up the front of my coach with all the others. I hadn't noticed it was also a shorter bay and reversed into a workman's shed, pushing it two feet off its concrete base. It's like, well, so you get 250 quid for you being framed. When that story started with Stonehenge, I thought he was reversing to something very different. Imagine that as a knock-on domino effect. <laughs> uh, Gemma says, a bollard outside KFC while waiting for my husband's order. Worst thing is, I don't even eat KFC. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. So there you go, there's your, uh, your Daily Takeaway. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we aren't very much open if you work in pharmaceutics to uh, yeah. get in touch and we will uh, we'll plug drugs uh, on the end of the phone call. What was the uh, the one that you, you spoke of earlier, can you remember? Uh, Zeneca drug. <laughs> <laughs> What in your mind does this fictional drug of Zeneca drug do? I, I, what I want to do, right, I want to have a cocktail of them in me, right? Uh -huh. So he, he had a cocktail of Zeneca dog, Quagdradol, <laughs> and Plasma Dig. 
I plasma love dick. Plasma dick. All oh, right. All oh, right. Yes, that's an entirely different thing. Should we wrap it up? <laughs> yes. <laughs>